Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein, and today I'm very excited to be joined by Matt Yordana, Creative Director of the Internet of Things Experiences Group at Intel. Welcome, Matt. Thanks, Allison. It's great to be here. So tell me a little bit about your very exciting job. It sounds like a very cool role to have at Intel. Yeah, I feel very lucky to have the job. It's really dynamic, and it's especially dynamic right now with all the focus on highly and fully automated vehicles here at Intel. So as you were saying, I'm creative director in our user experience group within IOTG. That's the Internet of Things group. And really my focus is on researching and designing and prototyping the experiences people will have with highly and fully automated vehicles. That entails a lot of firsthand research, looking at what's out in the landscape right now, what kind of features are out there, doing evaluations of those features and products, and then also coming back and prototyping what we believe are going to be ways forward with technology to really help people interact with those highly or fully automated vehicles in effective ways. So tell me a little bit about why that's so important to take a look at this from a standpoint of the user experience as well as just the baseline technology. If you look out at how people in the industry right now are talking about automated vehicles, it's nearly every conversation boils down to questions about trust. If you have an automated vehicle that's taking over much of the driving responsibilities, the safety and operation of a vehicle, it's natural that people are gravitating toward questions around, wow, can I trust this system to actually drive appropriately? And really what we've done is really take a magnifying glass to that notion of trust and kind of unpack it, if you will, to kind of find out, okay, when we say trust, what do we really mean by trust? Part of that is really four ways of looking at that trust more specifically. How will people feel safe in an automated vehicle? How will people feel comfortable in an automated vehicle while they're driving? And comfort, we're talking physical comfort, yes, but more importantly, psychologically. Am I psychologically comfortable with this automated system doing the driving where a human would be doing the driving? Mm -hmm. And then also, are people going to feel confident that an automated vehicle can drive effectively and handle itself in a variety of different situations. So that have people feeling confident in the system is very important. And then last, but certainly not least, is this idea of feeling in control while an automated vehicle is driving. And by in control, we mean not the way we control things when we're driving, but the way that we're in control of, let's say, a taxi ride you're a passenger, but you're paying for the ride. You're telling the driver where you'd like to go. You may make changes to the route, or you may just say, you know what, I just want to get out right here. I'll walk the rest of the way. In all of that, even though you're not driving, you're very much in control of that trip. In the general space of artificial intelligence, there tends to be some sort of fear of loss of control associated with machine-based decisions. Where are we with autonomous driving, and how do we as an industry work to establish greater trust? One thing to point out is this difference between what that means for cars, which we have a certain relationship with, as opposed to other kinds of transportation that we've had for decades that have been very, very automated, either highly or very fully automated. 
if you think about how people ride on trains or airplanes, for example, very, very highly automated ways in which we travel about, in which the human ways of engaging in those systems to pilot them, in many ways, the system itself has taken over much of that. But because in the uh, context of trains or airplanes, many of us went into that relationship as passenger. We're kind of removed one level from the actual operation of that vehicle. With cars, it's different. We're most often the drivers of cars. And so we have our own sense of what it means to be safe, our own accountability for things. And especially in the United States, we have a very deep and personal relationship with cars. It's tied to our personal freedoms, to our sense of self in some ways. Um, And we buy cars as status symbols, what they say about us, how they take us about. So that shift in mindset from a driver mindset to a passenger mindset is going to be a, a one that really does require that trust to happen. And so to answer your question, I think the way in which we have to establish that is through ways that people can interact with that system. Much of the work that we do is not only the research, but we're actually designing and prototyping what we're calling a series of trust interactions that are in those highly or fully automated vehicles so that people can start interacting with cars the way they would if a human was driving. You know, there's lots of things we take for granted when a person is driving that we just tell that driver what we wanted to do. If there's no driver there, there are a number of different things that we have to do in terms of presenting information and communicating with passengers that establish that trust. Can you detail a little bit about the approach that we're taking to prototyping and how we intend to turn that knowledge into actual solutions that are emerging in the industry? Yeah, we are prototyping some of these trust interactions in a variety of ways. We have a prototyping environment in one of our labs that is a driverless stationary car structure. It doesn't have a steering wheel, no brake or gas pedals, but there are other ways in which you can then interact with that vehicle in order to simulate how you would make it go and interact with it. This is an environment in which we can design and prototype things very quickly and get very quick feedback from end-user user experience studies this way. And so it's, it's an invaluable way for us to test out certain hypotheses and assumptions about how people would interact with things and then iterate it on those things very quickly and run other sets of testing. And so in that process, what we've found is that what's going to be crucial are a core set of use cases, if you will, for the foundational ways people would interact with a vehicle. So imagine somebody being able to request an automated vehicle. How would someone initiate a trip in an automated vehicle? Once the trip is initiated and you're driving along, how would a passenger make changes to that trip kind of on the fly? How would a passenger uh, handle errors and emergencies? And finally, how would a passenger safely pull the vehicle over and exit the vehicle? At core, those become some of the foundational use cases that are going to be really important to get right, to get people to really feel, as I was saying earlier, safe and comfortable and confident and feeling in control of that ride, even though they're not driving. From what you've learned so far in prototyping, how do you envision the evolution of autonomous driving? And what do you think is the process 
by which people are going to start really embracing autonomous vehicles. Do you think that this is going to be within various use cases as we move forward and then the full autonomous vehicle will be something of a later future? Or do you think that we're going to see more parallel delivery of technology depending on you know people's comfort levels? I think from where we sit now, um, that set of use cases that I was just mentioning, I think unless we get those foundational things right, there's a good chance that people won't give them a chance. <laughs> and mm-hmm. by them, I mean automated vehicles. You know, it's first those foundational things that allow people to step foot in an automated vehicle for the first time, you know, a fully automated vehicle for the first time to allow it to go driving along and the person not driving. Interesting. Well, Matt, thank you so much for being on the program today. It's a very exciting area. One final question for you. Where can folks go for more information about what Intel's up to in this space? Yeah, a colleague of mine, Jack Wiest, he and I have recently co-authored a white paper that talks about these trust interactions and also how that's really crucial in the larger context of a converged software architecture. It's called A Matter of Trust, How Smart Design Can Accelerate Automated Vehicle Adoption. And that's out there on the intel.com site. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for being on the program today. It was a real pleasure, and I can't wait to hear more. Great. Thanks, Allison, for the opportunity. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 